Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Save Your Sanity Podcast. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. Are you living with the chaos, confusion, and uncertainty that a toxic person loves to create? Is a partner, parent, ex, sibling, child, or coworker causing you to second guess yourself? That can be crazy making. I'm here to help you save your sanity. So let's get down to it and figure some things out now. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome to Save Your Sanity, Help for Toxic Relationships. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler and I'm glad you're here. There's so much to talk about when we're trying to recognize a toxic relationship or endeavoring to put a name to emotional abuse. All these things we talk about on Save Your Sanity. There are over 250 episodes for you. So if you like what you hear tonight, be sure and and listen in to other episodes. You can find them at SaveYourSanityPodcast.com or wherever you like to download podcasts. Tonight we're going to be talking about a topic that I talked with the members of my Emerging Empowered community with recently. And I thought I would bring a bit different spin to you tonight to talk about why hijackles traffic in guilt and how to say, "Mm -mm, no more. Because it's a big feature of how they want to create dominance and control and feel they have some power over you is to use guilt. And I'm sure if you are in a relationship that you are wondering if it is, in fact, toxic or emotionally abusive, you are very familiar with feeling as though someone is always trying to make you feel guilty or say that you're guilty of certain things. So I want to be really clear. Guilt is a verdict. You are or you are not guilty. And when we look at the definition of the word guilt, we find that the dictionary says the fact, the fact of having committed a specified or implied offense or crime. It's a fact. You did or you didn't do it. You are guilty or you're not. But there is this strange phenomenon that's happened in our world where we have this sense of feeling guilty. Now, remember, guilt is a verdict. You either committed the crime or you didn't. You committed the offense or you didn't. But this pervasive, blurry, muddy, feeling guilty, that's what hijackles traffic in. And guilty is conscious of or affected by a feeling of guilt. So whether you did or you didn't do it, there is no fact in feeling guilty. You're just conscious of a feeling of guilt. And hijackles pounce on that. They love to make you feel guilty. In fact, that's what blaming is all about, right? You know that when you're with a hijackal, and I'll describe that word to you if you haven't been with me before, but you know when you're with a hijackal that the whole thing is always going to be your fault. Whether we're talking about something that is your fault or we're talking about the weather, the IRS, or they're having a bad day and they want to pin it on you too. It will always come around to being your fault. Therefore, 
the inference is you're guilty because it's your fault. And it becomes this big, messy, pervasive feeling, and you can get lost in it. You can truly get lost in it. In fact, a colleague of mine, Susan Forward, she wrote a book quite a while ago called Emotional Blackmail, and she spoke of an acronym, F-O-G, FOG, and she said that hijackles traffic. She didn't say hijackles because that's my word, but she said that these toxic people actually employ fog, fear, obligation, and guilt in order to have control over you. Is that familiar to you at all? Are you always being concerned about being blamed for something and being told that you are, in fact, guilty of that something? Is very common. For those of you who are not familiar with my term hijackles, that's a, tra- a tr- trademark that I created in order to give us a way to talk about the patterns, cycles, and traits of people who traffic in guilt and who also are those people who hijack relationships for their own purposes and to meet their own needs and then scavenge those relationships for power, status, and control. So I hope that makes even a little more sense to you, that hijackals need to keep you in the fog, fear, obligation, and guilt, so they can feel that they have power over you. And after you've been with them for a while, you may have given up. You may just simply believe everything is your fault, or you accept the guilt, or you're always feeling guilty, and this episode is to hopefully provide some insights to help you change your mind on that. Now, why would somebody want to make another person feel guilty? Well, first of all, as I said, hijackals want power and control and status. So in order to get it, they they need to feel bigger and you need to feel smaller. But you may try to make somebody feel guilty to express your frustration. Like, I'm just so upset and it's all your fault. Or to express your annoyance, which could be similar. Or somebody has difficulty with assertive communication, actually being able to speak up for themselves, and they don't do it well, so they blame, or they shift the fault to another person, and therefore endeavor to create a feeling of being guilty. Or they have difficulty directly expressing their needs. And so instead of saying, I I need this in order to feel good about the relationship. They try to guilt you into giving it with being indirect. And so if you feel guilty enough, then you should figure out what I need and give it to me. And it'll be very indirect. And it's really not fair at all. It's somewhat passive aggressive. But that is one way that people try to make another person feel guilty. Is this making sense to you? Are you beginning to remember how many times this occurred? And if you happen to have a hijackal parent before you had a hijackal partner, this will all seem very sadly familiar. If somebody always needs power and control over you, they will use any means to get it. And jumping in and endeavoring to make another person feel guilty 
is one big way and often a not too difficult way to have power over someone else. But it's sneaky. It's unfair. It's usually inaccurate. And it's manipulation. None of those things are good. (laughs) I think we can all agree none of those things are good. So we want to be very clear about it. What's another reason that someone would try to make someone feel guilty? Well, they, they want someone to feel responsible to change their behavior. I want you to figure out that you need to change your behavior. So if I make you feel guilty, maybe you'll change your behavior. Again, an indirect approach. You know, yes, if an indirect approach works initially, maybe you're with somebody who picks up signals and you two communicate well, and that may work for you. But it's not a good strategy on the on the main because it's indirect. And if you're not direct and if you're not clearly communicating, that's on you. Another reason that someone would make someone feel guilty is you want you want the other person to take action, but you don't want to ask them to. So if you make them feel guilty, maybe again, they'll figure it out. They will take the appropriate action and you will have pushed them in that direction. But then you can keep your narrative of, well, I didn't tell them. Sneaky stuff, truly sneaky stuff. But hijackles are sneaky. Some of them are not. Some of them are kind of blunt instruments. Sometimes all of them are blunt instruments. But they're often very sneaky, indirect, passive-aggressive. And we need to notice. We absolutely need to notice. And it really comes under this idea of why they traffic in guilt. And we need to see it clearly for what it is. They're simply using, making you feel guilty to make you feel put down, worn down, torn down, and then you will become compliant to meeting their needs, and they will have control over you. And if they're particularly nasty, they'll have coercive control over you. That's what they're hoping anyway. They're hoping that they can wear you down, tear you down, put you down to the place where you are just so confused about your own value that they can then gaslight you into telling you who you are. I've done videos on gaslighting, so be sure and find that. Remember that if you if you go to um, anywhere that you like to get podcasts, you can do a search on the name of the podcast and the topic. So if you put in Save Your Sanity Gaslighting, you'll find those episodes. And if you find value in what you hear here, I so appreciate it when you make a donation to allow this show to keep going and moving out into the world. We're in over a hundred countries and I'm so happy to say that, but you can make a small one-time donation or a monthly donation to get this information to all the people who need to hear it. And you can also help with that by telling other people about the show. And I appreciate that. So be sure to subscribe. If you listen to the show on YouTube, make sure to subscribe and hit the notification button. If you're listening to the podcast, uh, it's live broadcast on Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter. 
be sure to like or subscribe or do whatever you have to do on which platform so that you will know every Monday afternoon what the topic is. Or if you're listening to this replay, know that you can subscribe directly to the podcast. And you can also, again, make a donation at patreon.com slash save your sanity. Patreon.com slash save your sanity. So now we have some ideas. Why does a person want to make another person feel guilty? And there's one more way which hijackals use all the time. They don't want to ever admit that they made a mistake or they're responsible or they're accountable. So they're going to offload their responsibility and accountability onto another person. It's your fault. You should feel guilty. You're the one who's the problem. You're the one who's wrong. And that's what they do. And hijackals do it all day long, all night too. So notice that. And also notice that if you kind of sit up and say, wow, I'm often being told I do things that I don't do or that I'm responsible for causing things I didn't I didn't do. Notice that this phenomenon of using a tool to make you feel guilty, to keep you small, to have power over you is happening in a relationship you have in mind and see if it's happening in other relationships too. Because when you start to realize you're with a hijackal, many times you start to see that there were other humans in your life who are also of the hijackal variety. So I want to share a few signs that you're in a relationship where someone is endeavoring to make you feel guilty on a frequent basis. And I found some of these good ideas along with my own um, that I'm going to share with you on very, verywellmind.com. It's a good resource for looking at things, verywellmind.com. And so the behaviors, the key signs that you may be guilt ripping <laughs> come from these. And I hope you will think about them very individually and think about the relationship you have in mind. Do the you hear these things? Is this what's going on? Is this the result of the interactions that you have with this person? So one way to make people feel guilty is make comments suggesting that they haven't done as much work as you have done. They haven't contributed as much to the relationship. Um, That you work harder than they do, or you give more, or you spend more, and they, they are not up to par. They are not doing their best, but you are. In fact, you're doing more. And that will give another person a sense of, should I feel guilty about that? You know, am I? And they'll second guess themselves. And that will catch them off balance and keep them off balance. And if they have been in a relationship where this has been the case for quite a while, they probably easily are made to feel guilty. And they accept that guilt. They start second-guessing themselves. Did I do this? Now, that's always a good question to ask. If someone says, hey, this happened, first person to look at is yourself, right? To say, what's my part in this? And to be self-reflective and honest. But when you're with a hijackal, you're more than likely to find that 
No, I didn't do any of these things. But I'm so used to accepting blame. I'm so used to accepting guilt that I kind of live there. So I don't notice how frequently they offload their guilt on me and want to make me feel less than by giving me the sense that I am the guilty party. So one way to do that is to just make comments that could be sly comments, they could be offhand comments, that I, I contribute so much more to the relationship than you do. I do so much more work. That's one way. Another way is to continuously, and I know you know this if you've been with a hijackal parent or partner, they continually bring up mistakes you've made from the past. You can't get away from it. It may have happened nine years ago, 12 years ago, 25 years ago, and you're still hearing about it. The idea is that you are never allowed to not feel guilty. So those mistakes that you made, and they have prime examples that they bring up all the time. Maybe you only made one mistake and you hear about it all the time and have been hearing about it for years. This is all to keep you small and feeling guilty. So what's another sign? They remind you that they've done so many good things for you, so many favors They've accepted your flaws. They took you in when no one else wanted you. They gave you things. They forgave you. No, hijackals never forgive you. They just don't talk about it for a little while. <laughs> but they'll, they'll give you this impression that I've done so much for you. And that's different than the first one where you've done less than they have done. This is just simply reminding you how wonderful they are and how ingrateful you are. So they will push that in order to make you feel like you should do more. That guilt should encourage you to do more, to, be, to meet them, to do as much as they do. But if you sit back and look at it, it's highly likely that you did way more than they did. But they'll catch you off guard by saying that, and you'll start to believe them. Watch for that. Be very, very careful when someone says, you know, well, I've done so much more for you than you've ever done for me. Really? Let's just take that apart. Let's go off to a quiet place and think about that deeply. Another sign that you're in a relationship where somebody wants you to feel guilty is they act as if they're angry while denying there's a problem. I'm fine. No, it's fine with me. Right? And you're saying, well, why are you so upset? I'm not upset. It's fine. And you know the inference, you know the tone of voice, you know the look on the face, you know, especially if you had a hijackal parent, you know exactly what that look on their face means. It's not fine at all. They're not for one minute letting it go. They're storing it. They'll get back to you later with it. You can bet on it. But that's a sign of... I want to keep you feeling guilty. No, I'm not going to admit to being angry. And I'm going to say 
I'm not angry and there is no problem. And yet every bit of the room air is crackling with tension and a problem. But they deny it. Another way to see that guilt thing is that they, their body language telegraphs it, their tone of voice, the look on their face, that they disapprove of what you're doing. Everything about them screams, you know, you are guilty, you are worthless, you are less than, you are small, you can't be believed, you can't be trusted. Everything about their body language says that. And yet they'll say the words that say, everything is okay. It's fine. But you know, you know at the very deepest levels, it's anything but fine. Have you had that experience? You certainly have if you've been with a hijackal. Because they're not going to talk about themselves accurately. Therefore, they're not going to speak of you accurately either. And besides that, they don't really care that much. Hijackals are empathy deficient. You have a feeling? I should care? Why? It's all about me.com. Why should I care about your feeling? Why should I care about your words? Why should I care about your desire to be believed? Why should I care if you're hurting? I, I don't care. It's all about me. The hijackal is all about themselves, one way or the other. So if they want to use guilt to put you down, it's easy for them to do that if you allow it. Now, I'm not saying for a moment that you may have even realized that you have any positive impact to make on this situation. So when I say if you allow it, but after you've heard this tonight, after you've thought about this for a while, are you standing up for yourself and saying, no, I did not do that. I did not think that. I did not intend that. And I refuse to accept that you're telling me I'm guilty of doing it. I am not. I'm not going to accept that feeling of guilt, that feeling of guilt that comes from, you know, we're aware of some consciousness of being affected by a feeling of guilt. No, I'll own up to things I actually did that I am guilty of saying or doing, but not when you're endeavoring to make me feel guilty. I am not going to succumb to that. And I hope that you can say that strongly and firmly. And maybe at the beginning, not so strongly and firmly, because you have to take some baby steps there to see what you can do. But start saying it within yourself. No, I didn't do that. I didn't intend that. I didn't say that. My words have been warped and twisted. My behavior has been misinterpreted. And then slowly listen to more podcasts so that you will know how to give voice to these things over time. And if you do have an issue that's on your mind right now and you want to talk to me directly, I have a one-time new client offer of a full hour's consultation for only $97. And you find it at beaclient.com. Be a client. 
Com. Come over and talk to me about whatever's top of mind around the hijackles in your life or recovery from a hijackle at beaclient.com. So we've given some ways, some signs that somebody is endeavoring to guilt you, to make you feel guilty. Here's another one. They suggest that you owe them. That's a big one for hijackal parents. I brought you into this world, therefore you owe me. I put up with you, says a hijackal partner. I put up with you, you owe me. I've stuck around, you owe me. And a myriad of other ways that they convey that message. It's dirty. It's nasty. It is not healthy, and I hope you'll find it unacceptable. Maybe you're not ready to just say a big no to it. I'm going to give you some ideas how. Um, But start to think, this is happening, and it's unacceptable, and it's not adding to the three must-haves of a healthy relationship that I continuously talk about from episode 115. How are you going to have the basic principle of equality in a relationship where someone is always trying to tell you you are not good enough, that you are always making mistakes, that everything is your fault. You can't. So these are really important things to sit and consider or listen to the broadcast again and make some notes and think about them. Okay, two more. One of the signs of of this guilt-tripping behavior is that they really engage in passive-aggressive behavior. Now, I alluded to that earlier, that they're not direct. They want to try indirect communication, indirect blame, and hope that you will get it and you will feel badly. And if you've been in the relationship for a long time, you're already groomed to feel badly, groomed to be the one who made a mistake, groomed to be the one who's not good enough. But if you're newly into a relationship and you're feeling these things, I hope you take note now because this is so important. They will engage in passive-aggressive behavior. Passive because it's indirect. Aggressive because they are trying to hurt you. They are trying to incite you. They're trying to arouse you. They're trying to get you to react, but they're doing it in a passive way. So their behavior is both passive and aggressive. If you wonder if you have someone who's passive-aggressive in your life, go to my website, forrelationshiphelp.com, and click on the checklists uh, in the navigation bar. I have four free checklists there, and one of them is this person passive-aggressive. And you will learn so much. It's a two-part thing. And it will teach you a great deal about what passive-aggressive behavior is. So go to fourrelationshiphelp.com and then click on free checklists or help from Dr. Shaler free checklists. If you don't want to do that, you can go to passiveaggressivechecklist.com. That will also take you there. There are other tests there, tests to see if you're in a toxic relationship, for example. So if that's on your mind and you want more clarity, go and take that one as well. 
All right. The last sign that someone may be uh, in trying to induce guilty feelings in you is that they make sarcastic comments about your progress or your success or your efforts. They are always wanted to take the edge off any success that you have, any accomplishment that you have, anything that you do well. They always want to undermine you, undercut you. And so they will do that. They will make sarcastic, well, you're all that in a bag of chips, aren't you? And they will continuously do that. And when you examine it, you will see how frequently they do it. Just a small dig here, a larger dig there, a tiny slight here, but all aimed at making you smaller, clawing you down, pulling you down, taking you apart, putting you down. And these are designed to incite some guilt, to engender some guilt in you. I hope you won't accept it. You know, be self-aware enough to say, I did or I didn't do something. I'm guilty or I'm not. But I'm not going to live in this amorphous, furry, blurry mess of, you are always wrong. You should always feel guilty. Because a hijacker wants you to always feel guilty. They get you on your back leg and they keep poking and poking and poking and wanting you to feel worse and worse and worse about yourself until you feel like you're an incapable human being that no one would ever love. And still they're not happy. They want to keep at you. And guilt is one of the ways that they do that. So when we look at that, those things, we have to come really clean with it. They want to feel some power. And so they will claw for power anywhere and inducing guilt in you, even if it's misplaced and it is completely erroneous, they will go for it because they find it easy to do. And so it's important for you not to accept it. So your first thing to do to say no more to it is to be very, very clear. Did I or did I not do this? Not, I can see how they might think that I perhaps did it, but did I actually do it? Then you can accept, yes, I did that. Or you can stand firm, I did not do that. Be very clear with yourself. Not so easy to be clear with a hijacker because they're not interested in you, remember? So they want to have the assault but they're not going to take any responsibility for it. And when you tell them that what they're telling you is not true, they're not listening. And they're going to be very upset that you questioned their authority on the subject. They also do it to offload thinking uh, of, of their own mistakes. They don't want to think about their own things. So they will offload them on you. When you notice this happening, you will begin to see a pattern that they accuse you of what they are actually doing. You've probably seen some graphics on Facebook or social media somewhere that says when a hijackal, of course, it doesn't say that unless I wrote it, but when a hijackal accuses you of something, wonder if it's a confession on their part. Well, when you hear them and what they're paying attention to, it's worthy of you having a good deep look at it to see, is that what they're doing that they're telling me that I do? 
And when you can pull back and not be all engaged in the feelings, when you can pull back and just observe the behaviors, you will be healthier because you will see the patterns emerge that they are trying to keep you feeling small and less than by inducing guilt in you. Now, why do you need to stop? Well, the three must-haves of a healthy relationship. You must have equality. And this is any relationship. Any adult relationship needs these three things in order to have a hope of being healthy. There must be equality, there must be reciprocity, and there must be mutuality. Now, shocker, you are not going to get equality, reciprocity, or mutuality from a hijackal. Oh, yeah, every moment when they think they're going to lose you and they get really scared, they might give you a little love bombing idea that they're they're going to allow you to feel for one moment equal or right. But it won't sustain because hijackals are petrified of equality, reciprocity, and mutuality. And you can tell how petrified they are because they will say, this is what makes me happy. So you think, ah, I've got the clue now. I will do exactly that. And as soon as you appear equal for a hot minute, they change what they want. They change the subject. They distract from it because that fear of being equal untenable to a hijackal. They cannot allow equality. And because of their self-centeredness, they're not going to engage in reciprocity so that I can count on you to do things for me and with me, and you can count on me to do those things. And there's going to be an ebb and flow that we can trust and feel safe with. No, that's not going to happen. And mutuality, that's a higher order of relationship. That means that I know you well, and I care to know you well, and I know what your goals are. I know what your fears are. I know what your joys are. I know all this about you, and I want to help you and walk with you, help you to get what you want in life. I want to support you to have the finest that you can have, the best outcomes that you can create. And you will never get that with a hijackal. That's totally off the table. So you have to say no more because it is impossible to have a healthy adult relationship with a hijackal because there's no equality, no reciprocity, no mutuality, and no possibility of creating them. I know you want to go, yes, but I remember one time 86 years ago when, no, please allow yourself to calibrate that and to say, yeah, that's true. There is no equality, reciprocity, and mutuality, but there is a whole lot of wanting to make me feel guilty. And when I decide that I'm going to turn those stones over and say, am I really guilty? Did I do what I'm being accused of? And as you say, start with, not the way I saw it, not the way I remember it. That wasn't my intention. You start giving voice strongly and stronger and stronger until you are clearly able to speak up. And then you will see the relationship start to get in difficulty, maybe show signs of stress and cracking. At that moment, you will be love-bombed because, or left, love-bombed or left, because either they're going to leave you first 
or they're going to love bomb you because they're emotionally lazy and they don't want to have to go and find somebody else to train to put up with their stuff. So when you become more aware by listening to Save Your Sanity podcast in part, I hope, then you will be able to see the patterns, the traits, the cycles of hijackals, and you will say, "Mm, no, no. That is never going to have equality, reciprocity, and mutuality. Therefore, it is not for me. So I hope you now see why hijackals traffic in guilt, because it gives them the upper hand, they think, and why you need to say no more. Because if there isn't equality, reciprocity, and mutuality, you don't want it. And you can't make it happen with somebody who has hijackal traits clear. So this week, after this episode, think about excellent self-care. And that's part of saying, have I been backed into a corner, worn down, and believe that I'm guilty of all the things I'm accused of? No, it's not the case. And I need to start being clear with myself. This person is endeavoring to manipulate me and control me with guilt. And I'm going to say no to that. So until we speak again, consider that and take very good care of yourself because self-care is not selfish. You deserve to take care of yourself and treat yourself well so that other people will treat you well too. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some new insights, some ideas and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with a dollar or five each month, please do so at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Learn more about how to work with me via video conference, join my optimized circles, or subscribe to this podcast on my YouTube channel at my website, transformingrelationship.com. Talk soon.